You're listening to The Powerhouse Musician, a podcast for classical musicians to hone the business skills we need to thrive in today's classical music scene. I'm Rebecca Lane, your music studio and business coach, owner and director of the Lane School of Music and Rebecca Lane Coaching. So buckle up. Let's turn you into a powerhouse musician. Welcome to Monday Motivation. And we are talking about pricing of music lessons in your private studio or whatever and presentation of these pricings. Because I know that this is something that for all of us, we struggle with. We struggle to like decide how much we are going to charge for lessons. We look to other teachers to see what they're charging. It's very difficult, especially in kind of what is a global community now to know how much to charge in relation to someone else because different cities might have very different costs of living. So I can't actually tell you how much you should charge for your lessons, but I can give you some tools so that you can make an informed decision. The first thing for pricing is to look at things in your area, not just music lessons, that attract the same kind of people that you are trying to teach. So, I mean, if you've done any kind of training with me already, if you've done Music Studio Accelerator, attended any of my workshops, you know that one of the most important pieces of gaining students is knowing what kind of students you want to teach. And once you have that information, look at what other kinds of activities those kinds of people are doing. So if they're children and they're in a certain age bracket and they're in a certain income bracket, what are some of the activities that they're doing outside of music and how much do those things cost? Music lessons tend to be much more expensive than a lot of those other activities because they are one-on-one. So we're not talking about Hockey camp, which is very expensive, by the way, or soccer or even dance, which tends to happen in group classes. I'm talking about other things that happen privately, like tutoring or private one-on-one dance classes. How much would that cost someone if they were to do that? Because that is much more aligned with what you are doing as a private teacher. So look at all those other things. And then also consider how much a parent may be considering spending on their child or whatever to go to something like a hockey school or some kind of sports event or whatever. These are the the kinds of things that your students may be doing and the parents are finding a way, finding a way to afford it, which means that they could afford music lessons at that same price point and same range if they want it. Okay. So look at the other things that your students are doing. I tend to think in terms of school age kids because that's who we teach the most at the Lane School of Music, but look at the other activities that your students are doing and compare pricing to them. That's what people are willing to spend. That's the range that they're thinking is acceptable. The second item that I want to talk about here in this conversation today is about the packaging of your lessons, because I see a lot of teachers doing a couple of things. Number one, charging after every single lesson and charging after the lesson instead of before. You're really going to do a lot better as a teacher, as a musician, as some, you know, an entrepreneur, self-employed. You're going to do a lot better if you bundle lessons together and sell them in packages, would say at least of eight, like at least two months at a time. I think you can go far larger than that. At the Lane School of Music, we do 38 at a time. I know some music schools that do 40 or do, you know, an entire year, like 50 or maybe it'd be like 48 of lessons, like all the way through the summer and everything. So think about how many lessons you can bundle together into a package and sell them as a package. It doesn't mean that they have to pay for all of those lessons at the same time. It means that's what they're committing to. So create a package of lessons and sell them like that. You'll retain the student for much longer. 
They'll commit to many, many more lessons if you do it like that. And you're not constantly chasing them and wondering if they're going to fall off the end of the earth at some point because they've only just paid for the lesson that they've had. So bundle your lessons together, make them into packages and sell them like that. And then the third thing is the presentation of them. Make sure that you charge a deposit. If you are going to be, you know, asking for a long commitment like this, charge a deposit at the beginning and that secures the the lesson spot for a long time, for as long, you know, two months, a year, whatever. You're charging a deposit that saves a lesson time for them. And then you don't have to charge them the full amount. They've committed, they've put some money on it, and you're not waiting for the first lesson to start to have some cash in hand. Charge a deposit. The next thing, though, I think is the most important piece here today. This is going to be a really quick Monday motivation because I'm zipping through this. But the second thing is that payments are due before lessons happen. And that is always the case to retain students. You should not have lessons happening like a month of lessons and then you invoice them at the end. That is backwards. You should be getting your payment up front for the lessons that they are paying for. So if you're, if you say you create a package of eight lessons, it's going to take two months in order for the student to get through the whole package. Maybe you charge them, you know, once at the beginning of the first month for four lessons and then once at the beginning of the second month for four lessons, but they knew that they were going to be making two payments at the beginning. They knew that they agreed to eight lessons. Okay. So they're paying upfront and then they're going to take the lessons and have them and get better and advance and be excited for the next four because they already paid for them. We're a lot less motivated to show up for things when we haven't paid for them yet. When we pay for them in advance, we're there, we're committed. So make sure that you charge in advance of your lessons, not after the fact. And the next thing, the last thing that I will say about this is if you have the capacity to do equal payments, so if it's eight lessons, maybe you charge a deposit, whatever's left, you're dividing it up into two monthly payments or something like that. If you have the capacity to do that, keep track of that, maybe set up some sort of system that automates it for you, sends the invoices, you can make it as complicated or as simple as you want. But if you have the capacity to make all payments the same amount, like every recurring payment, the same amount, your students will thank you for it. Then they are worrying about if their next month bill is going to be high when last month's was really low. Then they are thinking, why did it cost this much in January and this month much in February? It's just the same every single month and they know exactly what to expect. If you can charge the same equal amount every time, it is much simpler mentally for people to commit to that because they know exactly what kinds of payments they're looking at. They can budget for it. And the biggest pushback I hear from this from teachers is that it doesn't, it isn't the same for every single month. You don't have the same amount of lessons. So what happens if they quit midway or, you know, there's more lessons owed or something they haven't paid for everything? It almost always has worked out for us at the Lane School of Music. Typically we owe them money, not the other way around. And people are much more likely to commit to something when it is a set number of payments at a set amount every single time. They need to see that upfront. So be really transparent, tell them what it is and charge them that amount on a monthly basis or, you know, in regular intervals before the lessons happen. That is your Monday motivation for today. Pricing, packaging, presentation of your music lessons. This is something that we need to be thinking of now going into summer, fall, even spring. If you're doing like a spring session for your music lessons, you need to have the pricing worked out months in advance so that you can tell people what it is and they have a chance to think about it and buy it before it actually starts. So give this a thought, see how you can implement this, see how you can maybe put it up on your website or make a post about it, 
on your Facebook page or on your personal page or something or Instagram. Think about how you can present your pricing for your lessons to the world so that it is really easy for people to understand and to make those payments for the lessons. Because that is one of the main things people are thinking about when it comes to music lessons. They're like, how much does it cost? And how am I going to pay? So make sure that that information is really easy for them to consume. Package it up nicely, put a bow on it. Your lesson bundles will sell much better and you will have many more lessons in those bundles to sell. That's Monday Motivation for today. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Powerhouse Musician. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. To meet more powerhouse musicians like yourself, join my free Facebook group, The Powerhouse Musicians. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Lane, and you are a powerhouse musician. Thank you.